Uh, for four episodes, I've been waffling on about a single thing, and I think I've just come up with a good example. But I don't want to delete all those other episodes, uh, because even when I'm rambling and bumbling along or something, the act of bumbling, I think, uh, introduces the nuance that most topics need. Strangely, I think it's good to say, um, ah, uh, and yet, hmm, when I weigh these things out, up, oh, I don't know, yeah, maybe, maybe not, all that sort of stuff. You know, like, all that stuff, when I speak like that, you know, you're almost tempted to say, ah, oh, just do the episode again, and now that you know what you want to say, say it straight, without the ums and the ahs, and uh, maybe there's, maybe that, Here's a good example. Oh, no, it isn't. I just thought of a better one. Yeah? Instead of doing all that, do that episode, but then delete it and then do it again properly. But I think the act of saying um and ah and being unsure of yourself and all that stuff gives an idea, the nuance that it needs. It's just that you won't have any listeners, you won't have any viewers, that's the only problem. But, uh, you know, <laughs> so what? Alright, can I just come up with a great example of, uh, for what I'm, I've been saying in these last few episodes. Um, and what I've been saying in these last few episodes, that I think all philosophers are evil, and that everybody's a philosopher. Except for the occasional complete numbskull. So I think everybody, I can't prove it, but I can't prove anything. I can't even prove I exist. I can't prove you exist. Uh, and I, I, I'm told I can't even prove I exist, even though I'm thinking. <laughs> All right. Um, the example is an uncomfortable one, but sometimes the uncomfortable examples the most potency. Um, child brides. You get that? 50 year old blokes, you know, um, in arranged marriages with, I don't know, 12 year olds or whatever. Um, and this is a bad thing in my culture. Absolutely, unquestioningly a bad thing. It has to stop now. So, I think it's a good example of what I'm saying. So, um, so let's imagine I'm on Q&A. This is why I think all philosophers are evil. Because I don't, I, I think the average thinking person cannot help him or herself challenging a proposition even when that proposition should not be challenged should not, comma, morally, at least, comma, be challenged. But we can't help challenging everything we hear. It's part of um, the way our brains work. And that what, that's what makes humans evil. All right, so child brides, that's a really nice, easy one. Um, that's got to stop, you know? Um, that whole business, yeah. Um, especially when it's coupled with this business of um, the man in that marriage 
having total rights over that girl, for example. Right. So I, I'm on Q&A, the ABC, on TV, and someone says, um, that's just got to stop. You know, it's got to be illegal to marry a girl. And let's make it a, f I don't know what the law is. Pretty sure you can't marry a girl that's 15 or 16. I don't know what the rules are. It really doesn't matter. All right, 15 year old. Um, it's got to stop, says someone on the panel. This business of um, marriage of older men to 15 year olds. It's got to stop and it's got to stop now. Now, someone in the audience then puts their hand up for the microphone and said, and says, um, you know, I agree with you. However, I, I can't agree that it has to stop now. It's not easy to stop this in some countries without causing um, more harm. Uh, than would be caused if you didn't stop it. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but imagine it is true. Yeah. Um, the person, I, I think the person who challenged that proposition would be seen as the, uh, the act of challenging that proposition would be seen as a bad thing, I think. Um, so, I could be wrong, but I think so. Um, um, now, uh, but here's where you're evil on the inside then because you would challenge it anyway in your head. You know, because as soon as someone utters an idea like that, even if you're, you agree with it, you sort of think in your head, thinking, thinking, well, now, what? In, in reality, what would happen if you did do that? Now, first you'd need to put a dictator in place in every country where this happens. You know, you'd think about the mechanics of it and you'd say, okay, no, I don't agree with the proposition that it has to be stamped out now because the sledgehammer you'd have to, you would have to actually uh, ride roughshod over the sovereignty of every country that does this. You would actually have to send an army in you know, I might start thinking like that, um, but the proposition was it has to be stopped now. So um, I think this is where you enter into an internal dialogue when someone makes a proposition like that. And even if you agree that you wish you, you even if you wanted to stop now, um, the fact that you're debating it in your own head makes you evil. Uh, because, and that's a kind of Catholic thing, if you can't, if it's evil to say it, it's evil to think it, sort of thing. Um, and I think everyone does it. And, I, um, and uh, you know, I like the same-sex marriage one too, you know. So, um, no, not that one. Um, yeah, that one. So, you get someone who, let's say, is in a same-sex relationship and wants to get married to his partner, okay? Uh, but he's living in a country where 
if it was legalized. He and his, he would get his partner killed and himself as well. And he probably doesn't care for himself. He doesn't want to get his partner killed because he loves him. All right. So the proposition is put up to this person. And this person is uh, uh, visiting Australia. And the man he loves is in a country. Uh, is it illegal in Saudi? Probably. All right. Same-sex marriage. I'm not sure. But if it's not there, then pick another country. All right. Now, this guy is visiting Australia and um, he loves his he loves his man and uh, his man is back in Iraq and um, and the, on the panel they say um, same sex marriage um, sh should happen now and this guy's in the audience and he says oh can I just challenge that now instantly is this guy being a bad guy um, because he says yes um, not where I come from not just yet it, it's a process that might take years years now even if you're a proponent of same-sex marriage as I am um, would I hear the guy out and if the answer is yes because he's from Saudi um, um, the point is, when someone uttered those words, uh, when someone uttered those words, the brain inside your head goes tick, 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 and tries to challenge what one is hearing, because that's part of being a thinking thing. I think, therefore, I am. Even if a, an evil demon is putting thoughts in my head, I'm still having the thoughts. <laughs> and uh, so I am to that level, at least. <laughs> A thing, a thinking thing. Um, when someone utters a phrase like that, same-sex marriage has to happen now. Immediately, if you're a thinking thing, you start to think. What you know, you start to put challenge this. You know, you mean only in Australia, don't you? Every territory and every state immediately. Tomorrow, are there any logistical issues? You know. Um, could anyone get killed as a result of you doing this? You know, because we have big communities in Australia. Uh, you know, because the, the call went up during the same-sex marriage debate that um, the act of challenging same-sex marriage, having the debate at all, uh, could, com could cause some people to commit suicide, you know, because it's very traumatic. To, hear, to listen to that debate. People arguing the other way. Um, um, but then um, there might be communities in Australia where, uh, and this is not a good example for Australia, but there might be people in Australia um, where, you know, young people and all that sort of stuff, uh, they might get killed if you do put same-sex marriage in place. But then again, in Australia, I see the fact that people might get hurt or even killed is not necessarily a reason to not debate, is it? Um, so, uh, I think 
there's no way around it. I think no matter what proposition is put forward to you, uh, you have to challenge it because you can't not. In your head at least, and probably with a couple of close friends, and there's no way around it. So even propositions that are put to you that you wouldn't, that you simply can't argue against on Twitter, for example, you have to in your head. So I, I think everyone has a secret life of philosophy that's going on in their head, no matter what they're putting on Twitter as being their opinions, um, they're faking it, I think. Everyone's faking the extent to which they are certain about things and to the extent to which they are backing everything. You know, because a lot of people come across as being absolutely certain about all the major right things, you know, um, and um, in, in, in the expression of their opinions. But um, I think a lot of people challenge those things which they claim they are black and white on. And I think in their own head, people turn them around and weigh all these things up. And to that extent, they're having an internal debate that they would never have in public. And, um, and to that extent, you know, if, if uh, the, the things that are going on in your head when you challenge right ideas would be judged evil if you're having them in the open, to what extent are they evil if they're happening in your own head or if you're discussing them with your close friends or anything like that? And the proof of that would be is if you were, you know, you lock all the doors and everything and you get together with a few friends and all that sort of thing, you debate something you know, that shouldn't be debated. Um, you challenge something. Um, you know, if someone were to secretly record that, which people do sometimes, uh, you know, um, well, you know, like let's say before DNA was invented or discovered, you know, um, if you were to have a debate with your wife as to whether um, people from other continents, continents other than your own, were of the same species as you, or whether they were a different species, would that be an evil thing to debate? Yeah. Now, we know that everyone's the same species now because we've got DNA, but I'm talking about before that. You know, someone says, we are all one. You know, and they say this before uh, 1950-something or whatever it was. Um, Someone back in 1946 says, I think all people on Earth are all exactly the same species, you know, so to speak. Now, if, if you were at home and you um, were chatting to your wife and you said, I wonder if that's true. And if it was true, how would you prove it? I think it's true, but there's room for doubt, isn't there? Wifekins? Hmm. <laughs> Your wife might say, well, just go and wash the dishes, will you? They're always banging on about this sort of stuff. <laughs> just wash the dishes. 
Um, but the point is, um, you could get divorced then, and she's recorded you on an old-fashioned recording device, <laughs> tape, um, recorder, and um, and then you get divorced, <laughs> and then she leaks that, and you're actually the prime minister. <laughs> But you, I don't think it was evil to actually have that debate with your wife. It's just a bit stupid, really. And to the extent that you were stupid, um, well, um, you were actually being evil for having the thought in the first place. Uh, but you were being very, very human. And there was no two ways around it. You had to, you had to challenge that idea. That, uh, for example, people from... France. Uh, you had to challenge whether they were actually even the same sort of ape that you are. There's no two ways around it. You can't avoid it.